welcome to Night and Tales. This podcast was created during the International Year of the Nurse and Nurse Midwife. And what a year that was. This podcast is dedicated to telling stories of nurses from across our profession. Our goal is to introduce you to the seemingly infinite possibilities in nursing and encourage you to find your true passion within this work. I'm your host, Jessica Spruitt, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back for another episode of Night and Tales. I'm glad that you guys are with us, and I'm also glad to introduce our guest today. Today, we have Kevin Bonakowski with us. Kevin is a certified wound ostomy continence nurse, um, and he's also a senior executive of surgical device sales at Convitec. I'm excited because this is the first time that we've had a guest on this episode, on this podcast who represents industry. And I think this is something that we always think of a little bit with nursing, but definitely nothing that we are exposed to in our you know, undergraduate education or in many of our roles. So Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Jess. I, I appreciate being here. And I think a lot of my career path, you know, when you say that, you know, a lot of, you know, nurses don't really think about going into industry. A lot of my career path is a way that a lot of nurses don't really think about going as well. So it'll definitely be interesting and kind of my thoughts on how I got to where I'm at. And it'll be interesting and fun. That's perfect because that's what we're trying to highlight. You know, as those of you who listen to Night and Tales know, there are so many different ways that we can go in nursing. There is pretty much unlimited opportunities for us within this profession. And it's really just a matter of finding the right fit for us. So I'm excited, Kevin, to hear about your journey. If you don't mind, could you just start by telling us a little bit about how you got into nursing and, and what that first job looked like after your education? Yeah, so I'm going to go way back. So my dad is, was actually a surgical tech in the OR. So he kind of had that medical background and I always was interested in, you know, different cases that he would talk about, or he actually had back surgery and he made them kind of videotape it. And I was the only one that would actually watch it with him. So I've always kind of been interested, you know, in, in the blood and guts. Um, in high school, I actually took medical careers one and two, which was my uh, junior and senior year. Our, my senior year, I was able to um, go into the hospital. You know, we were just more doing like the Cena, passing waters and kind of following the nurses. But it at least again, uh, gave me an idea of what's kind of going in, you know, going on in the hospitals and what the nursing staff are doing. But I also had a co-op job and it was actually with my, uh, my eye doctor who actually worked with my father. So he kind of helped get me that co-op job. And just talking with him, I had a great relationship with him. And he kind of would tell me, you know, if he could do it all over again, he would actually go into nursing and go be a CRNA, which I think a lot of nurses plan on going to CRNA route just because, again, it's, you know, lucrative. There's a lot of money that's involved in it. Um, but it's definitely not for everyone. And, and really getting there can be difficult as well. So I had that medical careers class in high school. Um, going with, you know, my eye doctor's suggestion, it really helped further my path, that CRNA route. I actually went into the OR with my father and shadowed some CRNAs before I even went to college. And so I went to Wayne State University, which is located right in Detroit, just knows exactly where that's at. And, um, you know, so I went to Wayne State with the head that I was going to be in nursing. Uh, I did play some sports in college, and just like any new graduate or any new college student, um, the first two years might have struggled a little bit, 
and really looked at it. I didn't get into the traditional nursing program. I looked at myself and said, you know, is this a path that I really want to go into? So I was able to talk with a lot of my counselors at Wayne State and they let me know that there was a second degree nursing program. And so I really looked at, okay, what classes do I need to take? What is the best route for me to get to that second degree nursing program? And I ended up changing my major to nutrition and food science. So I did get a bachelor's in nutrition and food science. I was able to pull my GPA up and I actually got into that um, second degree nursing program that first, um, the first try that I applied to it. So I was pretty excited with that. With it being a second degree nursing program, it's an accelerated program. So I think it took me about two years to um, completely complete that program. And I actually finished my college career with five and a half years, but came out in, with two degrees. So I have a bachelor's in nutrition and food science, and then I do have a bachelor's in um, nursing. So, uh, you know, that really helped to carve the path to where I went and am at now. Um, once I got out of um, school, you know, I, I really never had a full job in the hospital. And really that CRNA path, you know, a lot of times you do need that ICU experience. And I really did not feel comfortable going right into the ICU. I felt like just my nursing skills, I needed to really get a feel for what the career was and, and make sure that I was prepared and ready for that. My, uh, my senior, or you know, I wanna say my senior year at Wayne State in the nursing program, we had a management course where I followed around some nurse managers and I actually followed a nurse manager over by my house in Mount Clemens and got a great relationship with her. And when my semester was actually ending, you know, I happened to just ask her saying, you know, do you guys, do you know if, if the hospital has any open positions? And she, the next day when I came in for my, um, for the rotation, she had a sheet of paper that had two different times. One was three to 11.30. The other was 11.30 to 7 a.m. And uh, she goes, these are the shifts that I have open. Which one do you want? So essentially, that was my first nursing job interview was just pitch, um, picking what shift I actually wanted. <laughs> so it wasn't the most typical first interview process, but it was, you know, she, she you know, I got to know her. I got to know the unit um, in, in kind of going from there uh, into my first kind of nursing um, job and that was a med surge telemetry unit. We we're kind of a little bit more of a step down unit. I mean, I, I still remember my very first day after passing my NCLEX, um, having my own patients on my own. They, um, <laughs> I was getting report and I had the aide come up telling me that, hey, you got this patient, right? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, they're complaining of chest pain. I'm like, okay, what do I do? I know if I had A, B, C, and D, I could choose the right answer, but in real life, it's like you have to critically think. Um, and so, you know, I was able to get through that. We were able to, you know, make sure there's nothing really going on. And then later that day, I had a patient come up with blood, um, the blood transfusion, and I never had a patient with a blood transfusion. I don't think I left the hospital till probably one or two in the morning my first day. Um, and I'm like, what am I doing with this? Like, why did I become a nurse, you know? And realistically, you know, it's been the best decision and, you know, you definitely learn and the first six months of any job is difficult, but it really has opened up the doors, you know, to where I'm at now. Um, I don't know, Jess, do you want me to speed things up or kind of go through things? Because again, I can keep talking. 
No, I, I think you're doing great. I think that um, what you blent is a really important perspective there that all of a sudden, because um, that RN appears behind our name after we've passed the NCLEX, it, it doesn't actually make us somehow magically more prepared than we were, you know, and I think that you reflecting on really needing to apply your critical thinking skills and get through that first day. Um, and I also appreciate, Kevin, that you shared, you know, the first six months were really difficult. They were really challenging. And that might be nine months or 12 months for some people. Um, but I loved that after that, you said, but really, it was the best choice you could have made. So no, I, I'm enjoying hearing about this. And, and also hearing those reflections. Um, I think that, you know, we shouldn't have the expectation that we start our job and we just, you know, magically integrate so well into the unit and are so well prepared to deal with every curveball that's thrown our way. I mean, it's a challenge, right? It's it's no different than our education. It's challenging. We have to persevere right. through those tough days. Right. And and the best thing too was the unit that I went on, even though it was a heavier unit. I mean, we were a close knit family there, and and that's you know I think that's one thing here. You know, especially during COVID times and the pandemic. You know, you do hear a lot of these nursing floors where you know they are family. They work together. They help out with each other. You know, you really do stick along, and that's something that you know for South where I was at. Um, you know, they really taught me a lot. And so it, it really helped just kind of get things moving. But when I was, you know, wherever I was at, I'm always, you know, what can I do more, right? I always want to be learning. I always want to know, you know, what can I do? So one, um, you know, I was tried to get charged nurse as soon as I could. So that way I can help run things and understand, you know, how the floor is put together, you know, make an assignment. So I made sure that I was charged nurse. Um, obviously, we needed to be BLS, but we did a lot of rapid response and codes. So I wanted to make sure I was ACLS certified too. So I made sure to go through those courses. It was in the time too. This was back in 2009, 2010. And we were starting to transition into the computer charting. So I was a super user so I could learn and know how to do that. Plus, I was more of a tech savvy um, guy. So it really helped out with it. But um, so, you know, I made sure that I really did as much as I could on the unit. But one thing too, that was always interesting that I always look back at is, you know, when I had a patient with a wound and I put in that consult, I'd always ask, you know, like, why are they using that product? You know, like what other products are out there? Or I remember at, you know, like in the break room, you know, the, the, the WCN would come in and talk to us about their ostomy products that they had. I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. How did she, how did she get into that path, right? How did she get into that career? So, you know, that was always just something I thought about, but I never really actually pursued it. Well, I was working afternoon, so 3 to 11.30. Um, you know, it was difficult because I, I did play sports. I, you know, I had a family, I got married. So I was on the opposite shift of everyone. So I really started to look at, you know, what, what other areas can I work in? And, you know, I still had that CRNA route on my mind. So I, I tried to transfer to our ICUs, but I never got that opportunity. I looked at trying to get into the ERs, never really got that opportunity. And Beaumont Home Health actually came up where I saw a job posting for them in my area that I lived in. And so going back to college, I actually for community had a home care clinical. So I actually had home care and I tell you not, it was the wildest clinical I ever had. I still remember, you know, going into this home and they had a pet squirrel that had like no hair on it because they were fighting with each other, these two squirrels. <gasps> and I, I kid you not, like, I thought that was the best thing. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I love it. <laughs> um, and so when, when home care came up, you know, I, I, I actually talked to the manager before even interviewing and essentially she, 
I knew that I had the job before I interviewed for that job too. Went in, they kind of talked to me about the position and they hired me in as just a, a case manager. So we, so I started in home care and, you know, I really enjoyed home care because one thing with working afternoons in the hospital is every day I got new patients, right? You know, like the 12 hour shifts would, they would a lot of times keep their patients, but I would get a new patient every single day. And so I really was like, you know what, home care is fantastic because I own these patients. These patients are mine. I'm looking after them. Um, you know, I'm the one that they're calling for assistance, help, questions, answers, you know, needs, emotional support, whatever it is. And, you know, it was one person at a time. I could sit down with them for 30 minutes to an hour, take my time with them and really try to help out with them. And you got to see actually, you know, what you were doing and how you were helping them out, you know, over that period of that month or two. So when I was in home care, Again, I'm always someone that keeps the doors open, right? I, you know, my, my main goal was, okay, I do want to go to CRNA. Uh, my dad worked with a bunch of them. He knew someone that, you know, taught in Chicago at the CRNA program. And so like, hey, I have some ins at different locations. But then when I was in home care, my manager, our, our East Side WSCN Woundostomy Continent nurse transferred to inpatient hospital. And so my manager just knew my personality she came up to me and said, hey, would you be interested in going to Cleveland Clinic to get certified for woundostomy because we need someone on the east side? And she goes, I know you have a bachelor's in nutrition and food science, you know, working with ostomy patients, you know, there's a lot of GI issues and then especially with wound care and, and healing and nutritional status, you know, it's important as well. And I said, yeah, why not? Like, that sounds interesting. I kind of always have been interested in it. And hey, if I can get my work to pay for me to go to Cleveland Clinic and get certified and have other credentials, um, you know, absolutely. So I ended up um, in 2012 going down to um, Cleveland Clinic. It was an intense month and a half in person and then a month and a half clinical, um, going over all three wound ostomy incontinence and then having to study and take my boards. And I actually took my boards right before my daughter was born. So it's been going on nine years now that I've been certified woundostomy continent. Um, and honestly, that, that really was a game changer for me. You know, once I got into the wounds and ostomies, I probably did more 70% ostomy, 30% wound care. But I tell you what, um, you know, I love my ostomy patients. I still, I still help out with a lot of people. I still have my nurses that I work with call me up for them. Um, you know, everyone I know will call me in. And I feel like, you know, there's just not enough of us out there. Um, you know, ostomy, especially, and Jesse, you could probably, you know, talk about it. In, in nursing school, we really don't talk about, you know, colostomies, ileostomies, urostomies any of the issues, you know, you kind of brief over Crohn's colitis and that, but it's an area that's really overshadowed and foreseen. And it's an area that not a lot of nurses really go into. And again, you know, I would be helping these patients out and, you know, you just emotional support and, and physically seeing them in, you know, a month with them and seeing the change that I actually was able to help them out with really, really made a difference. And, you know, I really enjoyed that. Um, kind of going forward with it. And so, you know, having that wounded ostomy background, you know, really changed my career again. 
And two, you know, when I was at Mount Clemens and when I was at Beaumont, I always took student nurses with me. I thought, you know what, if I can help educate and teach, um, you know, new nurses, just like what you're doing with the podcast, you know, trying to show what else is out there, you know, so being certified Boondosmi Continent, I can tell you none of them ever thought about going that path. And I would have, you know, these graduate or these, um, you know, nurses following me and shadowing me. And I tell you, they, they got an experience that no one else did. I think that's, Kevin, I think that's so great because I think that, as you said, it is such an important role and definitely probably not one, you know, that looks especially glamorous, right? You talked about what it looks like to pursue CRNA or something, but when you think about, you know, why we all become nurses and what we offer to patients and their families, a wound ostomy continence nurse really, I mean, can restore so much um, of that person's, you know, like their dignity, right? It, it, that's such an important role when you think about how vulnerable those patients are as you're caring for them. And to have someone who's as passionate about it as you are um, just sounds invaluable to me. I remember in nursing school, like you said, it definitely was not something that we were exposed to a lot. One of my classmates had a real passion for it. It sounds very similar to the way that you felt about it. And I remember being so grateful to her and her ability to help me in nursing school in our clinicals um, because she was passionate about it. And I was, that was not my strength. You know, it was, that was definitely not something I was, you know, as good at. And so I was always so grateful for the people who could do that and do that well and appreciate um you know, what it means to be um, a wound ostomy continent certified nurse um, and what you can offer families. So I want to right. thank you Especially, for that. Because... You know, working with the pediatric patients and actually funny story here, small world. I helped out with, with a, a young child baby that had Hirschsprung's disease and move forward six years. My brother-in-law started dating a girl and started talk telling her that he had a brother that you know was a nurse and was in wounded ostomy and then she's like well did he work for Beaumont and he's like yes and she went and got a folder and I actually helped take care of his girlfriend's daughter <laughs> six years ago oh my so goodness it's just such a small world you know that's going on and, and people all around us you know go through different things and have you know these complications I mean just around me right now I know three people that have gone through um, different experiences to have an ileostomy colostomy. So, you know, just having that support, um, you know, is really important. So that was really one of my passions. And honestly, during home care, kind of moving forward to getting into industry, because again, I can talk and talk, sorry. No, but, it's um, getting into industry. So again, I always, you know, in order, I always want to be, you know, especially I liked being specialized in wound ostomy continence. So I can really focus on that field. I can really do know everything about that field and really be able to be the best of what I can with that. And so I talked to my reps all the time. I, you know, wound, ostomy, whatever it was, I want to know new products that were out there. Um, Beaumont didn't always allow us to go to conferences. So this was my way of figuring out, you know, what is out there? How can I help my patients? How do I get it? Um, I had a great relationship with my DME. So we had Beaumont DME with us. I was in there all the time figuring out HICPIC billing codes. Um, how can I order this? What can I get away with? You know, how many are they allowed? So it really is important knowing all the numbers and what, what you can kind of do with that and how insurances work, right? Because it's a matter of, is the patient going to pay for it? Can they afford it? You know, what can we do to get that for them? So I had a great relationship with a lot of my reps and actually one of my ostomy reps, um, 
he was fighting to get me working with them. He's like, you would be fantastic as a clinical specialist with us, your passion, your knowledge when it comes to that. He's like, it would be a no brainer. So I actually applied for that position. Um, they flew me out to Minnesota. I was one of three people flown out to Minnesota. They actually wanted the person to live right in that Minnesota area. So I would have had to relocate. Um, and one of the three of us actually lived right in Minnesota. So they hired that, that other nurse that lived right there. And honestly, it was, I was okay with it because that would have been a huge change in, in, with family and everything. I have two daughters. So just moving them up away from the grandparents and everything, that would have been you know, fairly difficult. So, um, you know, again, I was happy where I was at, you know, I had the passion where I was at. So, you know what, the opportunity came up, it, it didn't work out for me, I was fine with that. Well, it turns out uh, a year or two later, um, Cavitech was hiring for their advanced wound care side as a clinical specialist, and this role covered Michigan. So I, um, I applied for it. And this is probably the first job that I actually had to truly interview for. So again, you know, working with Beaumont for eight years, you know, it's been a while since I even had an interview too. Um, interviewed for it. I thought it went terrible. I was like, there's, I called my dad. They flew me out to Chicago for the interview. I thought, I told my dad, I'm like, I did not get this. Like this went terrible. And lo and behold, uh, I get a call the next day that they wanted to move forward with it. And I was going to be talking to their area sales directors and kind of moving forward. And, you know, the whole process when it comes to industry, especially for the clinical role, I mean, it was probably a, at least a two month interview process. I interviewed probably five or six times with the regional manager and the sales director and the sales director of wound and ostomy and every like you talk to everyone because they really want to make sure that you're a good fit for their company. And so I actually got hired in three years ago last week. Um, I got hired in at Convitec as an advanced wound care regional clinical specialist. So all this, all the way to get to this point here. Um, and so my role, you know, so the one thing, you know, you have to look at in sales, there's a lot of different opportunities and, and ways to go. So I got into the clinical side because obviously being a nurse and having that woundostomy background and hands-on and home health experience, um, you know, I thought the clinical role was a great fit for me. Um, when I first started in, I uh, covered both Michigan and Ohio. So it was a little bit of a territory and I covered both our advanced wound care and our surgical side. So with Convitec, if um, we're really known for Aquacell, Aquacell has been around since 1996 and Convitec was actually one of the first company or the first company to create an advanced wound care product. Um, it's now Duoderm, um, but it was um, called, off the top of my head right now, I'm drawing a blank, but it was started in 1982. So I always kind of make a joke when I'm presenting that wound care has been around longer than I've been born. So, um, you know, it gets a little chuckle out of the nurses, but you know, you gotta have some fun with it. So no, so I, I started with Convitec as an it, um, regional clinical specialist. I covered our surgical dressing. Um, we released our disposable negative pressure Revell dressing device, Aquacell, our Aquacell foams. Um, and so I was the clinical support to my sales team. So the reps, you know, they, a lot of times, I would say 99% of the reps have no medical background. You know, they just came from business or marketing or 
you know, whatever their degree was in and they got into sales, they've never used the product. They've never seen the product. Um, they might've heard about the product. They obviously did their research before, you know, getting the role. Um, so they would get these meetings set up in the hospitals or in the wound centers, and they'd be talking to these clinicians or these managers and they, they didn't know how to really use them. I mean, you'd go through your trainings, but in real life, they've never used the product. So I would come in as a clinical person and have that clinical discussion with the, with the nurses, with purchasing, you know, with the managers and how, you know, our product can really benefit and how they can benefit and how their patients can benefit from it. Um, so that was really a lot of my role is that clinical support role. I would come in, you know, I would do presentations. I presented to my, you know, WCN society meetings. I would present to, you know, a lot of the surgeons and doctors when it comes to the surgical dressing and disposable negative pressure. So my role is that clinical support role. Um, but I mean, I covered Michigan and Ohio. So I covered, you know, that was four or five different reps at a time. So you really have to learn and delegate your time too, you know, figuring out if multiple reps needed me. Um, where I needed to go and who, you know, which account was maybe more important for the sale and kind of where I can go from there. I don't know if you have any questions or not. Yeah, I do. Um, this is so interesting to me, Kevin, and I think that you're right. You brought such a unique insight, um, having that background of actually been, you know, certified in that and actually having done all of that patient care and bringing all that expertise compared to a sales background. Um, I'm curious when you, um, when you describe like how you learned each of the products and how you did that, I imagine there was an onboarding process, um, to, to become their clinical expert. And what did that look like for you? So, yeah, so they definitely, you know, when you get into industry, they, they do have a, a fairly intense onboarding process. Um, you know, they will kind of, I mean, they, obviously every company is a little different. We've changed it up with COVID being that it was, you know, we went to more of a virtual, um, world as well, because when I when I was onboarded, um, I went out to New York area and we had our on, on hands on training, um, you know, going through the product, what they're made up of, you know, the components of it. So our latest dressing is Aquacel AG Advantage, um, which has what we call as a more than silver technology. So it's a matter of understanding that technology, what separates it from your competitors. Um, why our product is the best. When you look at Aquacell, it is the best. Um, and, you know, so it, it is a very intense program. But um, so I'm in training with a lot of new reps as well that do not have any medical experience. So that's one thing going through Paysetter. I already knew about the products. I knew how they work. I knew when to use them. You know, I essentially knew a lot of the, the, the background to it. And that's just because I did my due diligence as a WCN in understanding how the products work, when to use them. I, you know, I talked to all of the reps, so I knew all of the products that are out there. Um, you know, I knew how they, you know, really already knew how they differentiated from each other. So they do, you know, a process that, you know, goes through the education and, looks at competitor products, how, you know, how we can, you know, try to sell against it. And really it's just a matter of how you can, how a patient can utilize our product. It's not necessarily selling against it. We all have great products. I mean, you know, every, every company does have a great product, but every product is different. Right. And so that's one thing, you know, when I looked at in home health is, 
you know, you, you can't, I need to have all of my products because, you know, if this one doesn't work, I know I have plan A. And I already, you know, when I would go into a home, I already had plan D in my head. Okay, if plan A doesn't work, I'm going to B. If B doesn't work, we're going to C. So I already knew different products that I would look at utilizing and trying to make sure that it worked. And, and so they're all good products, but, you know, they all separate themselves apart. So yes, there is quite an intense onboarding process that really helps to get these reps um, you know better understanding the product so yeah so I mean um, when you look at the onboarding it is multiple weeks um, especially now you know in the virtual world we've started roundtable talks even prior to what we call as our pace setter training so that way you know these new reps especially the ones that don't have any medical experience um, really can get an understanding before they go into the full-blown training of it. And then, I mean, really from there, once you get that training, um, you know, you're communicating with your regional manager, you're communicating with your area sales directors, you're communicating with the reps. I mean, the, the nice thing that, you know, my, my wound care reps in my area have been with the company for over 20 years. So they had a great knowledge on industry or in, in industry. And actually my Metro Detroit rep, um, when I came into Convitec, she was a nurse too. So she, you know, she kind of understood the nursing side and the sales side, which was nice because she helped to kind of just help kind of move me along a little bit with it. Um, so I could learn the industry side because obviously I knew the products and I knew what I was talking about, but it is a different world and kind of how you're thinking um, when it comes into it. But, you know, the main thing is when it coming into this role, you know, just like in, in, in McLaren and just like at Beaumont, you know, I loved educating. I love taking new people and educating. Anytime we had a new rep that came in, I love being able to educate them and talk to them about the products and how they can utilize it, how they can use it, how their patients can use it. Um, so really, you know, the presenting, so I, you know, I would do a lot of presentations either in person or on zoom or on teams. So, you know, in industry as a clinical specialist, you, you can't be afraid to talk and talk in, in public. Um, you know, again, my first, my first, uh, in-person presentation, I just wanted to go curl up in the corner cause I thought it went terribly, but you know, everyone completely enjoyed it and got a lot out of the presentation. Um, so, you know, there's a lot that kind of goes into it and I would prepare for, you know, days before, you know, the presentations too, to make sure that, um, you know, again, I wanted to make sure that I knew my, my role and, and my products and what we were doing. And the one thing in the industry though, is it, it always changes. You know, I think right now in the medical field, everything's changing right now too, and how to handle everything. You know, you're hearing more about, um, you know, like the travel nurses helping out in the hospitals and how units and areas are being, um, you know, being worked and everything. And same thing in industry, it's always changing. And so this last year, I actually took on um, five states then. So I covered Michigan, Ohio, Kentucky, Illinois, and Indiana. So I took on a much larger role. I took on new reps that I was working with. And, you know, again, just like on the nursing floor though, like, you know, these reps that I work with were like family. I mean, I would travel out, I would, you know, hang out with them. We'd go out to dinner. I would learn how they, how they worked, how they, what they wanted to do. Um, but my thing before we ever went into account was, you know, what is our goal? What are we looking at before we go into this account? Because, 
you know, that's my one focus is, is I want to know what we're actually, you know, when we step out, you know, did we accomplish what we really wanted to do? You know, was it, at, you know, figure out if there's any complications? Is it, you know, do they need additional education? Is it, hey, you know, they could have a use for our, our super absorber Convimax dressing. Um, you know, what, what areas are they um, maybe not have a product in, a category in, that we can really help out with them and their patients? Because really the end of the story, even, even in industry, you know, I may not be as hands-on, you know, with my patients, but in reality, I'm getting to way more patients here than I ever would, you know, in home care, seeing one person at a time. You know, I can educate these nurses on how to utilize a product correctly um, and make sure that their patients, you know, get the best and, and get the healing that they need to. So that's one thing that I did look at it. You know, a lot of times I would look back and say, you know, I do miss my home care. I miss that hands-on. Um, but then, you know, I would go into a wound care center and I would go into the room with the nurse and help educate her on how to, you know, use our products on this patient and what it can do and what to look for. So, you know, I wasn't necessarily getting as hands-on, but I was still using, you know, my, my schooling and my education and my experiences um, moving forward, you know, helping out those patients that, you know, those nurses might not have um, knew how to use a product or what it can do for them. I think it's so important that you say that, Kevin, because your reach really is really significant. As you empower all of these nurses to utilize this product, it really is a much bigger reach than you could have had at each individual bedside. And I, I really appreciate that perspective. Yeah. It sounds like I'm imagining um, that your week is probably, I would imagine day-to-day -day is highly variable for you. When I think about you educating and you know, reaching out to, you know, um, working with your partnering with your reps in five different states and thinking of all of the nurses um, that could receive education or all of the other people who may receive your education. I imagine your weeks are pretty variable. Is that accurate? It, it is. And so one thing, you know, in that clinical role, I mean, I'm, I was talking to my reps daily, you know, they telling me where they're going. Hey, we just saw this product, you know, in a wound care center. You know, how does it compare to Aquacell Advantage? Or, you know, I would be talking to them every day. I wouldn't be presenting every day, right? We're not necessarily presenting. And then too, you know, trying to figure out teams and Zoom calls with some of these wound clinics, if we couldn't get in, um, you know, that can be a little bit tricky just because we're all trying to figure out this new error of, um, you know, communicating with each other. So there was days, I mean, there's a lot of times that I was just at home, you know, just working on marketing projects, you know, we would have, you know, products that aren't out yet, or, you know, working on conferences. So I mean, I worked our conferences, which was one of the benefits. So SAWC was in Vegas. So I went out to Vegas and worked that conference brought my dad along with me on that trip too. So he enjoyed it. You know, we did a lot of um, like WoundCon. WoundCon is one of the best I really think it's one of the best um, wound care conferences and being that it's free, which is always a bonus, especially for um, clinicians. It is a free conference. It's a one day. They have a lot of their um, presentations are recorded for up to two weeks after. So again, you know, if you're not able to make that day, you can go back and listen, but I would work our booths in there. So when a lot of nurses would come into the booth and ask questions, you know, we'd be working those virtual booths. We'd be um, you know, we just did a lot of wild on wounds, had some conferences in Chicago. So I was out at those conferences and I love being at the conferences because that's when you can really get that one-on-one -on -one or that in-person communication with a lot of these wound nurses and, 
um, PAs and MPs and even docs that would go um, to where you can educate them. Because again, we might see a lot of the products and you know, once I actually, honestly, once I came to Combatech, I learned so much on wound care. Like I, you know, again, you, you're just learning more and more. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, looking back, it's just thinking about how much more, how much I didn't know in home health. And like, man, if I only knew this and could have done this more for my patients, right? And so just all the, you know, everything new that we've learned or that I've learned here, you know, anytime I can get in front of new customers and new nurses and really educate them, um, you know, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, a lot of my reps always, they, they always saw that they're like, man, like, did you ever think of being a rep? Like, why are you a clinical person? Like, why aren't you out here helping us sell the products and that? And, and that's kind of where I got to today. So now I'm a senior executive um, sales on our surgical side. So our previous rep, she left. And um, one reason I did like taking this role, I love my clinical role and I felt just terrible leaving my my reps behind because again, they were like family, even though they still call me every day because they're still asking me questions. But now I only cover the state of Michigan. So I went from five states down to one state. I have my two girls, um, you know, so being able to not have to travel as much really um, played a big role into me looking at really going more onto the sales side. I completely enjoyed my clinical side. Um, so again, you know, when you look at industry, you know, you have to look at, you know, the roles too, because some, some sales have larger territories. They might cover one or two states. Um, you know, for me in the surgical side, I'm covering the state of Michigan. But when I was on the clinical, I covered five states. So I had a lot of overnight stays. And, you know, there was days where I would travel from Tuesday to Thursday or, you know, Friday to Sunday if there was a conference. And I would be out of town a lot. And, you know, with my girls being in elementary school, you know, that, you know, I wouldn't say it necessarily took a toll on me being that, you know, we have FaceTime and we have video calls. So I was still able to kind of see them and talk with them. But, you know, it was important for me to try to be home and, and really I think my long-term goal was getting more into sales because it really opens up even more doors for me in the future. Again, I'm always looking at how can I better my career? What can I look at? And having that sales experience really, um, really can help move my career along that way as well. Well, and I think this is a recurrent theme that we keep hearing is that whatever phase you're in in life, right? You were the father of young children, you know, you had a family of your own. It seems like whatever phase it is, people have found a way to carry nursing through that phase with them, you know? And I appreciate hearing this story because it helps reinforce to us that, you know, we don't have to close any doors based on the fact that our life continues to evolve, right? Because nursing can continue to evolve with us. And I appreciate you highlighting that. And, and one thing too, you know, being in sales and being in nursing and having my wound ostomy, I always have a fallback. And that's one thing, like, this is kind of an adventure that, you know, I've never been on either. And, and truthfully, I really didn't know a whole lot of people that went into medical sales. And you know what, if it, if for some reason it doesn't ever work out for me, um, which right now everything is going really well, you know, I can always go back and get a job at home health and, and having that wound ostomy. Like I say, that wound ostomy um, really was a game changer because it opened up so many doors and having that stability, um, you know, and, and really even without that, I mean, that's a nice thing about nursing. You can go into peds, you can go, you know, OB, you can go ortho, you can go management, you can, you know, you can do whatever you want with it. 
you, you don't have to be on, you know, the floors in a hospital. I mean, there's so many different opportunities that come along with that nursing degree. I agree. And if that didn't deliver the message of this podcast, I don't know what does, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah. I just, one question as we wrap up, is there anything that you wish you would have known? Um, you know, at this point, is there anything you wish someone would have told you when you were pursuing a career in nursing or when you were maybe starting out in your first job? Um, you know, I think I wish I would have looked into it sooner. I mean, I did take some time, uh, you know, when it, before or between high school and college, I took time off to play hockey, which, you know, completely grateful for that I was given the opportunity, had some great experiences. Um, with that, you know, I just wish I maybe would have started my career a little bit sooner. So that way, you know, just moving along further. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. I mean, you know, like I say, I'm able to provide for my family. You know, the Woundosomy continent opened up a lot of doors income wise, you know, getting into medical sales again, opens up a lot of doors income wise. So, you know, I, I never was one. I didn't mind school. I don't mind taking your ABCD multiple choice tests. I hated writing papers. So for the thought of going back, you know, I, you know, everyone would be like, you know, my, my wound me nurse over at one of my local hospitals, I was part of her five-year plan. I was supposed to go back at my NP, take over her ostomy clinic, and then she could retire. I just, I hate writing papers. And so again, this is just a route of furthering my nursing career and, and moving up and, you know, whether income's your, your goal or, you know, being in a, you know, area that you're happy with, you know, nursing wise, you know, it, it really opens up tons of doors when it comes to that. So, I mean, honestly, I don't know if I'd really go back and change a whole lot because everything I've done has got me to where I am right now, starting, you know, in a, a tough unit really helped open my eyes with that. And, you know, I got that telemetry unit experience and then getting into home care, really, you know, the passion for the patients. And I felt home care really helped out with my nursing skills too. Um, you know, going from there and then just meeting everyone I did going, you know, to the woodostomy program in Cleveland Clinic opened up just new paths and new doors. And I think that's just the one thing is, you know, I think people that have it set or they might be even afraid to change. Um, so someone that you and I actually went to high school with Scott D'Angelo, throw his name out there. Um, you know, he was in marketing. I was in home care and he, I was like, man, I love home care. Like I could start at nine o'clock, you know, I see one patient a day. I get to know these people, you know, it, it, I loved it. And he was looking at, you know, where he's at in his career. And he's like, you know what, I'm going to go back to school. And his mom was a nurse. He hears all the stories about me. He went into the second degree nursing program. He got his nursing degree. Um, he, were, he was working downtown. You know, I would talk to him and, you know, there'd be days where he'd be miserable. I'm like, dude, get into home care. Like, come work with me at Beaumont. Got him in at Beaumont. And he's loved it ever since as well, too. So again, like, you know, you can be anything and do anything when it comes to the degrees and having the second degree option has been fantastic. And, you know, just the options of, of where we can go um, really opens the doors for anything. So I think too, a lot of people, if you feel like you're not necessarily happy with where you're at, or if you feel like you can do more or, you know, you just have to take the leap and, and make a change. Right. And that's a nice thing is we have the ability to do that in nursing. 
I agree. Kevin, I am so grateful to you for sharing this journey with us and sharing. I think it's really inspiring that you have so bravely tried the next thing and the next thing and kept those doors open and talked about kind of your perspective um, as you have navigated your trajectory so far. I'm excited to see what the next several years of your career might look like. Um, but I'm really grateful for you sharing this experience on this podcast and I think helping inspire us to find, you know, what really makes us tick, as they say, or what really fuels us um, within this profession. Absolutely. And that's the thing, you know, if you feel like that flame is out, you, you got to relight that flame somewhere, right? And, and that's the thing is, you know, find it. Right. And, and the beauty of nursing is, right, we don't have to leave our profession to find it. There are so many opportunities right around the corner for us. Yeah. Um, and I will tell you, if your local rep comes and talks to you, be nice to them, okay? <laughs> So all the listeners now will know to be extra nice, <laughs> but yes. they have so much insight to offer. I mean, it really is a valuable partnership, right? If yeah, you're absolutely. the bedside nurse or the OR nurse and you can build that partnership and seek out their expertise yes. and grow your own, it's worth it, right? Yes, the education, you know, any needs that you, you have, you know, talk to your local reps because, you know, if they don't have one, they'll help, they'll help develop one, make one. Um, you know, they might already have some in, in, in place and they can always talk to other facilities and hospitals to see what they're doing at those facilities too. So, you know, talk to your, your reps have a, a wealth of knowledge and information for you as well. Awesome. Well, um, Kevin, thank you so much for sharing your time and your expertise with us today. I think that this is a really exciting area of nursing that I think, you know, as we've both said, we don't always think about first, um, but definitely opens a lot of doors and brings a lot of diversity into our profession. So thank you for sharing this journey with us and for spending your time with us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And like I said, hopefully in a couple of years, I'll come back and, and give you an update where I'm at there. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Night and Tales. As you do, we encourage you to consider the unique nature of each person's journey through this profession. The views shared on this podcast are those of an individual, not the academic institution that they graduated from, their employer, or the professional organization that they're active in. The stories of their career path and progression are not intended to suggest that there is a uniform approach to achieving similar accomplishments but to open your mind to all that is available to you. Each journey in nursing is as unique as each individual that we serve. We hope you'll listen again next time.